everyone. I'm Melanie Yvette, and welcome to episode four of the Beautifully Brown podcast. I am here with one of the most beautiful, melanated, gorgeous, just giving me life-serving oh, face my. all day, oh, my. <laughs> a social strategist in the beauty industry, Jada and Jay. There you go. Yes. Jada and Jay, yes. Yes, thank Jada. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We are in her beautiful apartment. It is so lavish. I feel like I'm in like a mini palace <laughs> up I in try. bedside. Look at you moving bedside on up. is treating me well. I'm very happy. I just made the move from Harlem. I was born and raised in Harlem, you know? Mm-hmm. So moving to Bedside was definitely a leap of faith, but I'm so happy I'm here. A leap of faith? First of all, Brooklyn's it been popping. It is. I Don't know, but like I'm that. from Harlem. You know what I mean? It's <sighs> always that thing. It's always that thing. Harlem? It's always that Diddy and, and Biggie oh thing. Gosh. You know? I'm sorry. I didn't know any but better. Biggie was cooler. He was cooler, but like, Diddy made that. Diddy had the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had the plan and the strategy. Girl, he did. You're right. Uh, so mm-hmm. Harlem. But anyway, thank you so much for coming. Listen, I adore you. I was so I'm so excited. I've been to be on this waiting podcast. to interview you. <laughs> waiting to interview you. You're just too yes. popular for me. You're oh, just please. all over the world. Don't listen to her now. <laughs> so Jada is here because yes. we are going to dig into um, a little bit of her background in mm-hmm. the beauty industry, doing social media. We were talking about this earlier about how I've learned to navigate the beauty industry mm-hmm. based on the things that I feel like I've been excluded as a woman of color for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've used the fact that I'm dark-skinned, I've used the fact that I'm curvy to create a POV and get jobs in the industry. Get your lane. Exactly. So I wanted to dive into that first, but you know, give us some background. Like, where are you from? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you want to talk about... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I'm born and raised in Harlem, but I'm first generation Senegalese, mm-hmm. so Senegalese American. Um, and I'm like, I grew up on like 116th, but it's literally like Petit Africa, you know what I mean? Like it is Senegal down, Guinea down, like you don't even feel like you're in the US of A. Um, so born and raised there, as you can imagine, your uncle seen you down the block, like yes, everyone's girl. always in your business, yes. um, up until very recently, which I'm happy about. Um, so yeah, I grew up to very strict parents. They are straight from Senegal and though, you know, it's interesting with immigrant parents, like they spend the most of their adulthood life in the States. Mm -hmm. So that even like, if you think about it in comparison, like if you left maybe, you know, Senegal at 25, 26 and you're here until your sixties, you've been in the United States more than you have been in that. Right. You know, but they start, they never forget home. (laughs) And my mom has always been the type to remind me, like, you're not from here. You need to stop doing this. You know, I'm like, mom, I don't know any better. This, <laughs> this is all I know. I know. I have no idea. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't until my later years going to college and maybe, like, really wanted to touch into, like, where I'm from um, to, like, speak the language, which was very important to me. I'm still trying to learn the dishes mm-hmm. and everything. But, like, just having that a part of me um, because, you know, to your point, we were talking about this earlier, having your own swim lane or having yeah. knowing where you come from knowing your identity and knowing your clear point of view makes it a competitive advantage when you're coming to the, the table right. you know when you're able to say hey um this is what i've experienced this is what i know this is what my friends know mm-hmm. and my, my culture and so forth if we bring this to the table we may be able to even profit off of it like how can we um tell the story correctly and accurately right. um so that's been most of my spiel especially in the um the beauty industry but just to 
rewind a little bit. I came from a fashion industry. I was working at Rebecca Minkoff doing social oh, yeah, media there. Yeah, I was doing that for a while and just jumping in. I, I fell in love with it. I I was happy it was a job because mm-hmm. at first I'm like, I'm doing Twitter for a living. My parents don't know what that means. Yeah, girl, my mother still doesn't doctor, know what I do. Of course, you know? <laughs> she still wants me to be a nurse. I'm like, yeah, it's not. No, it's not happening. It's not happening, not happening <laughs> I'm 30. actually. Let that um, go. <laughs> So that's when I fell in love with social media, and then I went to Vibe magazine, and you know, got a completely different aspect of the world of social right. and like you know, um, storytelling and deep diving into analytics and so forth. Um, but of course, there's a glass ceiling when it comes to publishing house, especially in you know, hip hop yes, world, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, partying all night and trying to be the best and most innovative at your job. It, it can be a little stifling sometimes, but. Um, I went back to the beauty industry at Temp2, um, try to spearhead that social strategy for this makeup device, and I just fell in love with it. I never felt I never felt out of love with social media. It's right. just mostly outgoing companies or looking for new opportunities. Um, but that's kind of my spiel. And then I moved on to corporate America, mm-hmm. you know, and like having to navigate that space from very small, um, uh, not niche or boutique, but very small, you know, teams and resources yeah. and so forth going into a big giant, having to find your voice and, and know what you stand for. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, I am now, trying to know what I stand for, uh, where I want to go and still do social media. But, I mean, that's my corporate, you know, job background. But, mm-hmm. you know, life background we can get into later. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> have you felt or have you found that it's really hard for corporate America to understand the POV from mm-hmm, women of color? Mm-hmm. Or is it that... They don't always care. That's a good question. It's a sensitive, invisible line, you know, because some things I feel one, on the other days I feel the the, the other. Gotcha. Because you'll be in these rooms and it's like a sheer ignorance. People have no idea because, one, privilege. They didn't really have to really dive into this because it didn't really affect their lives, so why think about it? Yeah. Two, exposure. You know what the media does. People still think the chimpanzees are running around wild in Africa. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is so Little true. They know, like, Legos is the most booming, you know? It's just crazy. Right. So you don't know if it's their sheer ignorance of trying to exclude their, from this you know, conversation or no exposure to it. And yeah. then also, you know, the numbers. The numbers, you're able to take numbers and kind of manipulate them. You know, I've been, even, even as a youth, going to the Dior counter and wanting to try the most, you know, star diamond or whatever the freaking shade was <laughs> formula was i was dying to try it but like couldn't th- you couldn't find, find it number one or the excuse would be like sweetie like oh you you're already pretty you don't need makeup and also like your people don't buy like whenever we do stock and it doesn't end you know well or the so end, there's no space in the end cap and all these numbers that they're able to skew to create their story so when you see success like you know the fancy beauties of the mm-hmm. world and you see them selling out it's like well actually she hit it on the nail. She mm-hmm. did the right research, or Kendo at least, LVMH. No shade. <laughs> no shade, but that's uh, it, the real thing. It is tale. what it is, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they, the, the research and development was actually committed to making sure that this shade was provided or, you know, resourced. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a very interesting conversation. And how do you not take it personal as a woman of color? Exactly. How do you not? Like, how do you not take it personal yeah. as a woman of color? And then how do you not, as yeah. a brand just not see this like I don't yeah. like are you have to be living under a rock if you I do not know it though. It's, it's interesting especially with these corporate environments because you do how you have the Lancomes of the world yeah you have Giorgio Armani and you have them 
providing these shades that are selling out. Exactly. Okay, women love that freaking foundation. Lancome has a great extension. You know, yeah. even for extension, exactly. And even showing Lupita as a face, it just makes a different yes. story. And it doesn't exclude the people that are not of color. Right, it doesn't. And I think there's an interesting story where, like, if you're doing only of color or marketing specifically to women of color, the women that are not melanated, you know, are... <laughs> Are feeling some type of way about it, but or I don't like, think that's true. It's totally not true. It's totally because Lancome is still selling, and those shades that we're already selling are still, to my knowledge, yeah. pretty popular. No, Lancome's so. foundation is popping. Giorgio Armani. You know, I've never tried Giorgio Armani, but I've heard really good things. It's amazing. I, I kind of reserve it because like a sixty dollars bottle. It's so expensive, but it's so, so glamorous. It's so like, beautiful. It's so everything. It's smooth, you know, been a benchmark for my you know other <laughs> brands for a while, <laughs> but it's like um, if they're able to do it. You can't say that they don't know. That's You very can't true. say that they're not living under the rock because they see those numbers. But I just feel like the the other brands, like a NYX or something like that, they might not think that's their market. That's mm -hmm. not their general market. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, especially being a millennial, so passionate, especially in this world where, you know, things are happening literally yeah. when you turn on the TV, they're happening and they affect you personally. Right. It's difficult sometimes not to take it personal and, and, and cater to people that you... Um, either don't resonate with, you know, mm -hmm. you can't relate with, or just see your shape. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's an ongoing conversation. I don't think there's a yes or no there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about your ethnicity and your background and um in your personal life because you're Senegalese, like we talked about earlier, and. You know, I know nothing about the Senegalese culture. I'm really just starting to learn yes. about African <laughs> culture in general. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've, I'll be honest about yes. that. And when you told me you were Senegalese, I was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> right. that sounds fabulous. And I want to know more about it. Like, what is the culture, especially yes. when it comes to beauty? Yes, absolutely. So Senegal, West Africa, you know, first of all, West Africa is huge. Like, yes. I'm, I'm going to Ghana for the first time in December, and I'm so excited because I feel like I'm going to a whole new world. Really? Even though it's a sheer couple, like, countries over. Mm -hmm. um, Senegal in particular is very interesting. So my relationship with Senegal has been different as well. You know, my first time going to Senegal, I think I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. So it's like, first grade. So this is, like, a pivotal moment. First grade, you're, like, going to school for the first time. You hadn't really had, like, you, of course it's pre-K and stuff like that, but you haven't had the formal education of having to come with a, a body of, of other, like, students from other yeah. backgrounds and everything. So it's interesting that I went in first grade. Um, I mean, I went to Senegal, but I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, really? Yes. I'm like, what, Mom, where is my shop? You know, very stupid and young. And, like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I don't understand anything. I didn't speak the language. I just could not understand why my parents were like, you know, doing this to me. You What's know? the language? Oh, uh, we speak Wolof. There. Wolof. Wolof. Okay. Um. So Nangadef, Mangifi. So I would say Nangadef to you. Nangadef. And then you and I would say Mangifi, which means I'm here. I'm present. Okay. Yes, I'm present. I'm here. Look at me learning. Which means you know, thank God. Very religious place. Okay. Um. So my first experience was was not that great. I mean, I was young and delinquent. <laughs> It wasn't until I was growing up, and then I was able to see me. Okay. And, and my cousins, I was able to see me in, like, the language or those small nuances. You know how people say, like, when you when you grow older, you you become your mother or you become your auntie? Yes. I am. I that, that is happening to me right exactly. now. Exactly. And you don't even see it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it wasn't until I went back and I saw, like, these mirrors everywhere. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I would see the way my aunt was acting or the way she would move. I'm like, that's my mother. Oh my God. And that's also me. I love it. So I was having this like, you know, coming of age story where I was able with, you know, my house is full of women. 
um, women take, we're going to get into beauty in Senegal. Okay. Listen. <laughs> okay. So I was just filled with women and then like I would always go with my sister and then later on, especially after college, I started going by myself, just going to Senegal, exploring everything. Uh, I went with a couple friends from New York that I met. Mm-hmm. We, we went over to Senegal together and then being able to find myself in that, not just my mom's version of what Senegal should be, not just my father's version, but just me. Like what does being Senegalese mean? So just being at peace, being still, mm-hmm. and like listening, listening a lot, music, just going out and understanding how I fit in that story. And it gave me a sense of like, not purpose, but a sense of like reassurance. Like, okay, you know what? All those years in like elementary school where you couldn't understand it either because I didn't have yeah. nothing. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't watch TV to see what was going on in Senegal. We just heard on telephone exactly. what was going on. I didn't know. Um, being able to reclaim that story, reclaim that narrative and find myself in it has been a beautiful thing. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And it's still constantly going now, especially I'm in this age where you're starting your family, yeah. you know. My parents got married. My mom got married when she was, what, 23, 24? Oh, my god! By the time she was 28, which is my age now, 29, she already had, like, two kids. Right. You know what I mean? And she was already moved to, to New York and started her business. And, like, it was very fast-paced and, like, family was very big. So, for me, looking for that spouse or whatever have you, it's, it's a pressure it's point a now. Yeah. It's a tension point where, like, okay, well, he used to be this, this, that, that. I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> It's not my experience. <laughs> I would love him to be Senegalese, but, like, listen, life happens. Um, you don't think you would end up with a Senegalese man? I I would, I would love to. I would love to. But the thing is, I, again, being born and raised here, there are just certain nuances it's that are different. completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very outgoing. I'm ambitious. I want to freaking travel the world. And it's not really common for women in Senegal to, to, to want to do that or oh. to be able to do both of that and have a family and also be able to be the perfect ideal mother or wife. My name is Jada, Mam Jada, and she's named after very someone who's very, like, um, not angelic, but she's basically the woman who's closest to God. She mm-hmm. was the epitome of um, not, submiss- not submissiveness, but, like, able to cater to her husband by any means necessary and Got raise it. this holy um, man who would then become almost, you know, I, I idolized in, in Senegal culture. So that is my namesake and me being someone who wants to go to Completely Cuba, different. You know what I mean? Every other way, day. Yeah. Of course, I'm spiritual, <laughs> but it's also, how do I balance that? <laughs> how does my every man be day. comfortable? Right. You know what I mean? And like cooking in West Africa is very important. Like I need to come home and cook and all these things. So it was interesting watching that growing up and then trying to be that and also find yourself. So, I don't want to not get married to an African man, but it'll be very interesting to find that guy that'll be able to take it all. Do you find it'll still be interesting, or do you find that you'll have these very different nuanced experiences, even with an African man that was born in America? I would love that. That's what I'm looking for, girl. Okay. okay. (laughs) Well, if he out there, let us know. DM us. Um, No, only because, again, like, you have to... What you don't want to do, and I think Badu said this the best, is you never want to change a man. Exactly. You accept, you accept him for who he is, and even when it comes to friendships in my life, if you, you come to me as you are, and I accept you as you are, or I, I don't. You know what I mean? So I never want to go into a relationship trying to, this obviously compromise, but I don't mm-hmm. want to change you. I want mm-hmm. you to be able to understand me and understand my intentions because, you know, you're building this relationship off of trust. You're building it off of, you know, always giving your, your spouse or your significant other the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes that's difficult when you don't know the culture 100%. Like, 
is Jada being malicious not cooking tonight or is she tired? You know what I mean? Mm, or like got you. if Jada's not cooking tonight, maybe I should cook tonight. Maybe we should maybe we should share this moment or and it's not very typical. It's really mm. not. And it's a new wave of millennials that are that are definitely coming out of Senegal that are being able to change and shift that story. There's like um this YouTube uh, show that I always I was watch YouTube uh, shows. Okay. A uh, Senegalese shows. I'm just okay. It's called like Sabi. It's so funny. It's like the millennial couple. And then we have things like Port and Mary Shoe, which is like this other like soap opera drama where like these are young couples that, that are working, the, the females are working now and like, but they have two wives. You know what I mean? Wow. So it's like they're still millennial and new, but they still have these small cultural nuances that bleed through. Right. And it's a beautiful marriage, but it's just it's hard work working at it for both parties. So. All right, I'm going to peep that. I'm you should, I know. That. The thing is, there's no subtitles, but there should be, so you can't really understand it and really get into it. But it's so funny. Okay. It's so good. You know, I'm just going to teach you all of you. just going to okay. focus on I got with me. <laughs> I met someone at the bar last night. She yes. was like, I'm going to teach you Spanish. And you now see? you're telling me you're gonna, I'm just going to be multilingual. Love it. I'm about to be popping. It's your best life. <laughs> No, no, I want to talk about beauty, huh? Yeah, no, I want to talk about beauty because okay. I'm always obsessed with, like, cultural yes. beauty rituals because I just feel like yes. American culture snatches from everybody. everybody. It's, a, so, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, too, because it's a little mountain pot. You can get everything. Exactly. So, beauty. So, um, my mom, I've always been around beauty. Okay. Some way, somehow. My mom has this shop. She has a, literally an African hair braiding shop. Like, how African can it get? <laughs> On 125th Street, you know what I mean? She's not the one that haggles and try to get you in the chair. I was about to say, she out there trying to get nope, you to get your hair done? Nope, nope, nope. You just walk right up to her. She's been there for 27 years now. Okay. And I've, I spent a lot of time in the salon just seeing people transform and all this stuff. Okay, and young Beyonce and Tina. Uh, Tina. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Um, but the women there are just so interesting. It's like they pride themselves. Like, Senegalese culture is very, like, peacocky. Like, really? I call it peacocky. Like, you know... You have these grand boo-boos that are so big and so extravagant. And when it's like an event, you have gold dripping everywhere. Um, your face is beat to the oh gods. Gosh. You know what I mean? Like a ceremony is so serious. And it's so funny because my mom is so simple. If you see in the shop and you see her at, at these events, you're like, who are you? Like my father would walk in sometimes like, and not even recognize her. Oh, my God. Because would she would just transform and, and they take it very seriously. If you only had one piece of clothing... They would make sure after the event, they would hang it dry in the sun and make sure whenever you wore it back, it was ironed and crisp and pristine and you wouldn't even know what class you were from. You know what I mean? Wow. It was like they take it very seriously. Um, and even in Islam culture, you know, being like very cleanly and godly and like men that are very like profound or like um, religious and they all wear white and they're just walking with their white and it's beautiful. Um, but the women in particular, it's so funny. We're such a religious place. And, I, and it's so funny because the women are so sensual. Mm -hmm. They're so sensual. Like we have, um, we have these things called like, uh, I don't even know how to say it. It's not chasan. Chasan is not the word. It's like, the word is slipping me at the moment, but it's, it's okay. like, um, it's like jick. It's called jick. So mm -hmm. the, the, you know, it's like the woman of the house like you know like that's her house you i love I mean? it you walk in like the incense are slowly burning she like has these like these like beads on her waist and she has specifically for her man she may have like initials there it's just like out there and you're like outlandish and this is your same pious mother and then when it comes to her husband she's holding it down wow and it goes far sometimes people are like scrubbing their man's feet like all this stuff i'm like i don't know about all of that i'm not touching nobody's feet but that sounds nice that. But make sure he's fed and like the way your husband is presented, the way he walks out is very telling of how good of a wife you are. If he's gaining so weight, if he's skinny, all these like, oh, you're loving good, you're well, she's taking care of you. 
And then the women now, the bigger you are, the more jack you are. Like the, the oh. big ass is, is like, hey, I'm getting fed, I'm taking care, like my house is good, everything is clean, everything is everything is lovely, you know? So we have like these dances called Lumbum, which is like the original look twerking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's reserved generally for your husband, but it's definitely a big part of the culture. So like lotions are very important, oils are very important, churai is very important, like incense, so making sure your husband is good when he comes home. So it's, so it's so interesting. interesting. It's a dichotomy because like everyone is like outside, you don't you can't tell anything. But then you go in your mom's tray, you're like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Mom! This diamond oh G string. Oh <laughs> no, my god, because we have these things called the sims and like it's something that you can kind of wrap around your waist. Ooh. But it's all like cut out. So like your ass basically, yeah. It's always like usually silky or like, you know, something you put under your regular dress and then you just put on the shelf for your man. There's a couple movies about it too. Like it's like these these Drianke. That's what it's called. Drianke. Drianke. Drianke, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look that yes. up. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So they take it very seriously, you know. You could be broke as hell, but people always got money to, you know, go get their hair done and stuff. So it's interesting. <laughs> so tell me about your particular beauty routine then. Like yes. what you what have you taken from the Senegalese culture mm-hmm. that you just described with so much I mean, I'm I can just picture what all of this looks like in my mind. Well, I'm not married, so But I mean, but you still I feel like you still have a very um rich essence about you. Yeah. And it's very natural and pure. You don't you don't do Instagram makeup. No. Like it's very <laughs> Chill, but Chill, it's yeah. super sensual. You have a very sensual appeal. Oh, so what is what is your like routine? Oh, that's a good question. Favorite products. My favorite products. So the funny thing is, my beauty ritual and beauty routine is not so Senegalese outside okay. of my oils. Okay. Like when I get when I go to Senegal, I definitely always have my bin bins. I have them on right now. Bin bins. Bin bin. Yeah, it's like bin a little bin. like it's like these pearls that you kind of wear okay. all, all the time. Okay. Um, they're supposed to be like waist training, but they don't really waist training. They're just cute. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but other than that, I th- I think for me growing up, a big problem in Senegal still to this day is this idea of the European beauty. Okay. So, and I've kind of just rebuked that. You me know too. what I mean? I, I kind of yeah. like, I'm not bleaching my skin. Right. I'm right. not clarifying my skin. I'm not touching it up. And it's been like people that are even like my aunts, like, hey, you sure you want to touch a little bit of something just to clarify your skin? I'm like, no. What do you mean clarify? So they they try to mask the, the bleaching term to make themselves feel better. Let's be 100%. Oh, okay. So they have these things that may have a little bit of hydroquinone in it or something that are that are bleaching agents to clarify any dark circles that you may have or any, like, um, they call it tash, so any, like, uh, marks or anything like that to, to fade out your skin. But what ends up happening is you're fading out your entire complexion. Right. And these these... Scars might be a little bit lighter, but essentially, it's this one ingredient, and it's like a, it's a plethora of them They're coming from France, right? Um, like Ashte Vencis and like uh, Claire Essence, and all these uh, agents that are French mm-hmm. um, that are coming and bleaching skin, you know. And it's very uh, big in West Africa, um, you know. Interestingly enough, Senegal is right next to Mauritania. Mauritania is very. Um, uh, they're lighter skin. They're generally more fair from okay. like uh, Arabic descent that are coming in. Senegal is, is very trade, like a lot of okay. trade. So a lot of people are coming here and mixing, and you have mixing of like, you know, Arabic culture and also Senegalese African culture. And then, you know, the men tend to just you know, 
know and refer yeah. and, and yeah. love, you know, whiter, lighter skin, lighter. Mm-hmm. you know, the chespech, which is like, oh my God, her skin is so clean, like, you know? Wow. And I just always rebuke that. I was just like, I'm not doing that shit because at the end of the day, 10 years from now, like, I've seen going from seven, going mm-hmm. from seven years old to like 20, 20s, well into my 20s, I've seen how your skin transformed. Mm-hmm. You're not wearing SPF. Mm-hmm. You're going out there in the sun, and your skin was beautiful back in the day when I was coming when I was 13. Now at 27, I'm like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so your knuckles are all black, and like, you know, wow. it's just like your skin is aged and tired and not hydrated. Because of the, the bleaching the agents. The bleaching agents. Wow. And no SPF. Wow. And no SPF. It's not good. It's like a cancer for your skin. It's not good for your skin, but it's just like, um, <laughs> so it's, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. So I've always had this. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. My dad was very, my dad is so dark, like pitch black. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, you better not touch yeah, your my father skin. Was, my father was dark chocolate. Oh, he was like, God. you love your beauty. My father was my filler of confidence. My, my cousin came one summer and she gave me this lotion. I'm like, oh, why are you going away for summer camp? This is the perfect time for you to use this lotion. By the time you come back, you'll be lighter. <gasps> And I didn't think about it. I really didn't think about it. I was like in like maybe ninth grade. I'm like, okay, well, everyone, I guess this is natural. You know what I mean? I guess I've seen these things growing up. This is crazy. So I went to summer camp and I was using this fucking lotion. My skin, okay, was terrible. Uneven patches everywhere. My face was two different tones. Like, terrible. My dad went crazy. He was like, what the fuck were you, what, what were you what using? What in the world? I'm like, oh, it's just Claire Asana. Like, my mom's been using this forever. My sister's been using this forever. I didn't know something to do to my skin. And since that day, I just never touched it anymore. Yeah. Never touched it anymore. I'm like, I'm never going to bleach my skin. I never want to do that. So long, long story short, I've just, you know, taken my own beauty in my own hand, taking like things from Korea, taking things that I know works for my skin, mm-hmm. still using my shea butter, okay, mm-hmm. still okay. using my oils, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and still using like the, you know, carrot oils that I, I would get from the locals when I'm there, but generally I have my own, you know, routine. So tell us, in, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, want to like cap off it. the interview with your fabulous routine, because if people, if when you see Jada, <laughs> I'm being so serious, like her skin <laughs> is ridiculous. I want to lick your face. Ow. Like, her skin is so beautiful. It's so therapeutic for me. We're going to wrap up soon, so so I want you to wrap us up with your skincare routine. My skincare routine. Okay, so when I come in, first of all, I'm not not huge on makeup. You're not. I'm not huge on makeup. But I can see the glow. I I see that highlight. I love makeup. Don't get me wrong, but I love skincare first. And a lot of that's coming from not having those options in makeup. Got you. Um, so I've always been into French beauty, not the bleaching ones. Mm-hmm. So I would come in, I would use uh, either a Caudalie, like a micellar water, or I would do um, a Neutrogena wipe just to wipe off to my face. To get the makeup. To, just okay. to get my makeup off and feel my skin breathe. It's very important for your vagina and your skin to breathe. Yes. Okay? Both of those things. The vagina and the skin. Noted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I would come in, do a Tolerant, or the Tolerant is from La Roche-Posay. Okay. Your L'Oreal brand. Um, take that off. I would wait until I actually take a shower to do the whole ritual. So oh, in the shower, mm-hmm. okay. So in the shower, steam is going, pores a little bit more open. Um, I would wash with the lathering wash or milky jelly from Glossier. Glossier. So that one, I, I when I first used, it, I didn't love it, and then I used it again Same. recently. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you guys change up on mm-hmm. me and tell nobody? Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like it at first either, and I like, I like I it now. I love it because you're mm-hmm. able to use it dry and wet. Um, I do the La Roche Posay clarifying foaming cleanser, which is amazing. It's okay. Very gentle. Um, I try to make sure that I'm not stripping my skin. Right. I have oily skin. I used to have oily skin. I couldn't even, like, walk out without 
powder. Right. But then I've learned that my skin was so oily because I was missing hydration. So hydration is a big part of my skincare oh, routine now. Okay, okay. So forget oil and water, two different things. You can have oily skin and have dehydrated skin. Very true. Yeah, so I do that. I wash my skin, um, my face, and going into my neck as well because you know that's important. Mm-hmm. And then I usually use, um, right after that, I would do either a thermal water to spritz all over my face. Just to, <gasps> yes. I'm all about that life. Yes, mm-hmm. just to balance out the pH. And then... Um, I usually use the like cotton swabs. I'm obsessed with the Muji one from it's like a Japanese store. They have these cotton pads for like four bucks. Hmm. But if you're feeling super bougie or drunk when you're shopping at Sephora, okay, there's a Shiseido one that's everything. It's like this these cotton masks. I mean the the wipes are just, just so good. Okay. They don't abrase your skin. Okay. Um, then I would use a serum. Okay. Um, after I mist over, so a serum or toner, depending on how crazy i'm getting yeah murad toners are amazing i've tried murad i'm on be fresh careful, now though. fresh is really good Love murad fresh. is very strong it's an astringent so so it takes out a lot got you um so then i'm doing the this is I, my my beauty secrets are in my serums got you so the um radiant serums i'm always looking for radiance I'm always looking for vitamin c mm-hmm. i'm always looking for a little bit of lactic acids to get that you know um just pump going um my two favorite toner before I get to serum, sorry, I'm like all over the place. It's okay. It's the PS50 from Bio, uh, Biologic Research. I will put that it's in the caption good. because I do not know it what that is. It smells like garbage, but it's amazing. Okay. It's so good. It's I everything. don't know if I want anything smelling like garbage on my face. Baby girl, it works. Okay. When you see your face in the morning, honey. Okay. Okay, just make sure your man's not open at night. Mm. Um, <laughs> He'll be fine. So, right. Um, so the serum, I'm using that. Um, I use... Um, Sunday Riley, I hmm. use that brand. I use Drunk Elephant, um, so I like the, the gentle but still very effective. But do you use all of these in one? No, okay. Absolutely so not. like, give me a breakdown. You're of in one, the shower, right and now? like one of each that you could not die die yeah. without. Like okay. you're in the shower, you've already did your makeup wipes, mm-hmm. and pores are open. Mm-hmm. Boom, bam, bam. What are your steps? Because so, I want to know. That's absolutely. So the foaming cleanser by. Um, La Roche-Posay. Okay. Must. Absolute must. Um, I would do... It's so hard because I change every day, but um, thermal water. Okay. Then I would do the Vino Perfect uh, Serum by Caudalie. Okay. Um, and then I would do... That's for my night times. So I'll leave it at that and I'll do an oil. So I either use the Luna oil, depending on how funky my skin is, okay. or this Moroccan uh, lotion that I got in Senegal that I'm just always rebooting. It's, my skin loves it. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit waxier, thicker, mm-hmm. but it's, my skin loves it. It's just really thick. And then sometimes I will go back and put on a beauty mask to go to sleep in. So it's a hydration mask, uh, either Dr. Jart, they have a sleeping mask, or an Alonzo, which is Marilyn Monroe's favorite um, beauty brand. It's like one of, yeah, she's like known for you. You know this stuff. <laughs> Who are you? Beauty junkie, I swear. Um, Erna Lazo has this beautiful sleeping mask, this foam mask, and it goes on like almost like water. Okay. So by the time you wake up, especially when you're in the airplanes mm-hmm. or when you're trying to just rejuvenate, put on the fucking mask, you know? And then sometimes I'm being extra and I'll steam my face mm-hmm. or like do some um, sheet masks and things like that. So I play around with it a lot. Okay. Just to see what works. But that's, that's my ritual as of this week. Perfect. And it's working because your <laughs> skin is you. like gold. Well, it thank is you. so beautiful. <laughs> so we're going to wrap Yay. up, but I want to leave with a piece of advice from you for brown mm. girls out there, especially women yes. from Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, 
I think that I meet a lot of young women on Instagram. Like, they'll DM me, and they're like, can you, like, give me some tips on how to be confident? And I'm like, I, I don't. Confidence is such a hard thing it's to hard. get to. But you always pe- work at it. Yeah, you do. But I want to know any piece of advice that you would leave for mm-hmm. younger women that might be listening to the podcast, or just in general, that you yeah. would tell anybody yeah. about confidence that you've learned. <sighs> think it would have to be learning how to really listen to yourself and trust yourself okay so you always have these conversations with yourself if you just trust yourself you say you know what I trust that today I'm gonna give my best regardless of what it is even if my best is my worst for that day Mm -hmm. I know I gave it my all and you'd be so shocked and so surprised how far that gets you just talking to yourself and being kind to yourself talking to yourself and saying hey girl you got this today you know it's such a cliche thing but it makes all the difference you know what I mean even when like I'm in a corporate environment where I am nervous where I don't know I talking to a boy and I don't want to say it and I'm like you know what I'm gonna say it and then what ends up coming out of it is either a beautiful mistake that I'm able to learn from Mm -hmm. or the truth from the other person you know what I mean so you when you put yourself out there you get back what you kind of give so I've been learning still learning how to just trust my gut Mm -hmm. and that helps me take care of myself Mm -hmm. that helps me listen to myself that helps me follow my gut that helps me be a better lover be a better sister or friend Mm -hmm. and be the best version I can be you know so that's the only thing I just keep reminding my girl trust yourself listen to yourself that gut instinct is so real it is so real it is I like that it helps your confidence yeah you know I like that and I really love the part when you say being compassionate because I've been learning to be really 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 good to myself it's so hard to to not to not shut down especially with the world and like everything's always happening I mean for God's sake I was just sucking freaking the hurricane five we didn't even get to talk about that I was just sucking Irma for God's sake and it's still being able to come back and say okay relax Talk to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. relax. Talk to yourself as if you were your own kid. Like, if you came out your own womb. Yes. You know what I mean? Taking care of that, that level of love and unconditional love that you have for yourself. And say, listen, relax. You know, drink this tea. <laughs> digest what just happened. Grow from it because you're still here. Yeah. You're still here. And that's your new armor. That's your little badge now. So being able to trust that whole journey and being kind to yourself is so important. I love that. That's what I was going to do it for you, girl. I love it. Mm. Jada. <laughs> Serving us face and, yes. and attitude and life. So, Jada, where can people find you? Where can yes. they follow you? Absolutely. So, you can find me on Insta. Always on Instagram, more than anything else. Um, at Jada XO, which is spelled D-I-A-R-R-H-A-X-O. I know, I know. It's complicated. It's not complicated. Story of my life. <laughs> Um, and I'm also working on a very secret, beautiful project called Skin by Amicole. I'm so excited. So that's going to be at Skin, um, Ami, A-M-I-C-O-L-E. It's going to be a place to celebrate melanin, um, to be joyous, happy black women, you know what I mean? And celebrate us and our usness <laughs> and being able to embrace in that. So I think that's going to be a very a big passion project of mine going into 2018. I'm so excited for you. Thank you for doing the Thank podcast. Thank you so much. I know I've rambled so much. I hope you got what you... <laughs> no, it was beautiful. I hope people Good. take away from it what I've something, taken away from it. At least something. And I hope you follow her on Instagram because yes. Jada really is one of those people who like, you just see her pictures and you're like, yes! Like, you just want to be like, girl, slay me. Do and it. I think that's so... I think it's really good to follow people like that on Instagram because yes. Instagram is a lot. It so is a lot. follow her and I cannot <laughs> wait... to keep it real. ...until this skin 
until the skin launch, skincare yes. launch. Oh my God, we are. It's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a thing. You need to be a part of it too. Oh, I will be a part of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, until next time, BB gals. Excuse me. It's the fall changing. Of course, you can follow me at Melanie Yvette on Instagram and also Beautifully Brown Official on Instagram, Beautifully Brown Official on Facebook, and like this, start, heart it. Whatever you need to do and yes. share with your friends and follow I'll, the journey. It's such a beautiful journey. Oh, right? I hope it's so much fun it's building so much a brand. Fun. It's like being a part of something, watching it brick by brick. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I so love I'm very it. proud of you. Oh, thank you. And I'm 110 percent behind you. Already know that. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. All right, well, we'll say bye until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>